Our reading today is taken from Acts chapter 11, starting at verse 19. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, travelled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. And now jumping to chapter 12, verse 25. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. Now the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who'd been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. The two of them, sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. John was with them as their helper. Whenever I pray about the vision for our church, I always return to this passage. Forced by the persecution in Jerusalem, followers of Jesus scatter and move to different cities. Wherever they go, these unnamed witnesses tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ. In the early church, persecution spread faith. People who are not ashamed of the gospel bringing this fantastic news to others. There's no doubt that at the moment we are going through a time of difficulty. In spite of that, the word of God is spreading, despite these current restrictions we're under. Take our own online services. During the four months of complete lockdown, we estimated that over three and a half thousand individual people tuned in to the broadcasts. That's quite extraordinary. And like many of you, I found it a lot easier to invite people to church by saying, well, why don't you just come online uh, at 10.30? 
And I'm sure uh, many people watched in the comfort of their homes, perhaps in their pyjamas with a cup of coffee in hand. I talked with somebody from one of our Barnabas communities who'd invited three friends to watch online. She said to me, I would never have asked them to come across the door of the church, but they did watch online and then we had conversations about faith afterwards. The word of God is spreading and there are opportunities to explore faith. One of the things we've stepped out into is Alpha Online. And that uh, first Alpha Online course drew people from as far away as Milton Keynes. Our next one is starting tomorrow. So do be praying today about who you can invite to that and uh, sign up online on our website. It's a great opportunity for people to hear about what it means to follow Jesus. The church in Antioch, encouraged by Barnabas, was also a hugely generous group of people. Likewise, I hear of many stories of people in our church acting with kindness and generosity during this time. Meals provided just at the right time, support for lots of people in countless different ways. This all arises from the good news of Jesus active in our lives, the Saviour who has won for us ongoing relationship with the God who created us, who loves us radically, deeply, who, under that covenant of love, protects and provides for us, redeems and restores, and ultimately says that death does not have the last word. God, through Jesus, has established an eternal future, the new heaven, where there will be no more sickness or suffering. And this is the God who gives us purpose for life in the here and now. In all of this, we are missionary disciples, people who understand that participating in God's mission is an essential part of who we are as followers of Jesus. And it's from that place that I'm excited to share the next stage of our vision. Here's a clip I recorded earlier describing it. Followers of Jesus sharing the goodness of God with everyone. That's our description of who we are, inspired by the church in Antioch we read about in Acts chapter 11 and motivated by the love of God for people in this wonderful city of Cambridge and beyond. So what's our vision for the next few years? My heart for St Barnabas is that, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we become a mission church for the region. Like that church in Antioch, a place of sending and return. Uh, so what does this look like? Well, here's how I visualise it. And at this point, you're going to have to bear with my uh, drawing skills. Um, yes. Uh, this is a drawing from Anne, and it is of St Barnabas Church. Uh, some of you may be surprised to see we've suddenly produced a tower, but it was the clearest way I could represent a church. So we have St Barnabas Church, a place of sending and return. And we have our Barnabas communities, and I'm going to draw these like homes. These are spread out all across our city. They're like extended families, or households. They're a great place to belong and all of them have a focus to reach people 
who don't know Jesus yet. Barnabas communities can be in different neighbourhoods, uh, reaching out to people with different interests or causes, uh, or networks like students. But all of them, as you can see, are very much connected to our church. We also have people exploring communities, and I'm going to draw these as if they are tents. And if you thought my homes looked a bit wobbly, well, wait for my tent drawings, but bear with me. There we are. So tents uh, are more mobile, aren't they? So people exploring communities are pioneers, together with others experimenting with new opportunities. And some of those tents may become homes in themselves as they become established. And at that point, as they become established into homes, the settlers will bring in the rhythms and patterns that are important in establishing home life. We need both settlers and pioneers in our church, both are valued. You'll see that uh, some of these tents are linked directly to a home. Here we are there. And this is where a Barnabas community has raised up leaders who have gone to explore with small groups new opportunities. So these ones are directly linking in to the Barnabas community and the Barnabas community is linking in to the church. And my hope is that a community with that combination of home and tents will be able to become a new expression of church in its own right, to become sustainable. And at that point, that community would become linked to us as part of a network. We're also investing as a mission church in other churches in the region. So again, these would be represented uh, with a bit of a dotted line. At the moment, uh, I'm working with five churches who have expressed an interest in finding out more about what it means to be missionary disciples. So we're investing in those churches in that way. And you've heard me say several times that I would love to plant into another church. That's where God calls an established community or a pioneering team to bless what's already going on and move there to bring something new. Obviously, this needs discernment and collaboration with all involved. So that would be a church here. It would have a sending arrow there into it and it may have a community already linked with it. So as we think about planting, there are ways where we can uh, give teams to other churches or we could plant a Barnabas community in our own right. I'm excited to share this with you. It's all led by God's Holy Spirit, showing us where opportunities open up and stirring the people of our church with particular dreams, callings, desires to make a difference 
and sharing those accountably with us before acting. The final part of this visual, which is way beyond my drawing skills, is the work of the Holy Spirit. What I visualise is that each one of these places has a fire burning within it. In the same way as we as Christians have that flame burning within us, when we're in communities together, having a, the fire of the Holy Spirit in the centre. That fire, that work of the Holy Spirit is a passion for God, a passion for this city. To see the love of God transform lives from ashes to beauty, from despair to praise, from grief to joy. That's the work of the Holy Spirit of Jesus. Let's pray and partner with what God is already doing. That's the overall trajectory of our church to become a mission church to the region. To do that, we need to take three key steps in this coming year. The first is, we want to equip everyone in our church to share their faith with others and to do this. We want to reach people who don't know Jesus yet so that they can encounter the extraordinary love of God. Back in June at our 150 year celebration, Bishop Stevens said this to us as a church. You can't be committed to growth unless you prepare the ground in people's lives. So people are equipped not only to proclaim Jesus loudly, but to whisper him into people's ears, to make him known in very unlikely situations. Over this last year, we've started to see these new situations emerge, but Clearly with COVID and lockdown, those initial links had to be paused. But now we're moving back into these in this next year, looking at creative ways that we can re-energize them. Karen, now back from furlough, is convinced that we can do Kids Matter via Zoom. And all the work that was in preparation for that will need to be rebooted. Jess continues to innovate with groups of young people online and in person. Helen has a particular heart with regards to the YMCA and that alongside Danny having a real calling and expertise in sports ministry, it looks as if there's something really fruitful that's beginning to happen there. Ben and Aaron, sports ministry students at Ridley Hall, are on placement with us. So it will be really interesting to see what develops through that. The second step is to equip our Barnabas communities by investing in leaders and resources for the communities. We want to invest and raise up new leaders for new communities and resource everyone on how to live for Christ and to put that into action. Now, it's really clear that the connection that I spoke of earlier, of people connecting in online, what people are now looking for is community. They're looking for that face-to-face -face encounter. Everybody's a bit zoomed out, aren't we? And I'm so pleased that our Barnabas communities give that place of encounter. It will 
take quite a lot of creative thinking with the rule of six now in place about how we can do that. But the Barnabas communities and their leaders are really stepping into exploring ideas and trying out new ways so that we can really create places of belonging and community for people, which is so important at this time. One of the things I am aware that we need to do is to improve communications around our Barnabas communities, who they are, what they're doing, how to get into one, how to start one. So that's a key part of this step. And I'm convinced that this year we're going to be pioneering new communities in different places with different people. So do be praying into that and how God is calling you to it. And the third step for this year is to equip our church in preparing to plant. We want this to be the first plant of many. In the conversation with Bishop Stephen at our 150th celebration, we were able to announce that we're going to be planting a church by summer 2021. I'm delighted to be able to share that in agreement with our diocese. This year, Danny is becoming our pioneer curate and that he's gathering a team from St Barnabas to do a pioneering work with the church in Barnwell, Christ the Redeemer. This will also involve a discernment process toward Danny leading that church from July 2021. It's wonderful to be able to share this in more detail. And looking at the aspect of following what God has been doing in us, some of you will remember that one of the very first Barnabas communities was led by Dave and Bev. And they took that as an incarnational community to Barnwell and joined the church there with our blessing. In the intervening years, a number of people here have continued to pray for Barnwell and also uh, given time there. Now, a few years on, completely separately, Danny joins our team to fill the gap as children's worker. The PCC take a step of faith and the church as a whole take a step of faith as we are funding that curate's post ourselves. During the time that Danny's been working with us, he has felt a distinct call to Barnwell. And those of you who are parents will have already heard that Danny has finished the children's worker aspect of his curate's role here. And this is so that he can start gathering team and step into the vision he has for the area of Barnwell. This includes the sports aspect, but has a real focus on reaching out to people who are disadvantaged and in vulnerable situations. If you feel called to be part of that team, do get in touch with Danny. So to summarise those three steps for this year of Equip. We want to equip everyone in our church to share their faith with others and to do this. Equip our Barnabas communities by investing in leaders and resources for the communities. And equip our church in relation to preparing to plant. With the planting side of it, I think it's significant that we're doing this at a, a, in a time of year where finances are stretched and we really need to be praying and trusting God for provision. I'm mindful of the fact that when this church was being built, this very building was being built, before it was finished, St Barnabas planted St Philip's down the road uh, at Mill Road. So there in our history, there's that stretch of planting while building is going on. So I think that the planting that we're doing is going to be really great for us as a church. 
It's going to stretch our faith with regards to finances. And it also means that people in our church will need to step into the shoes of whoever goes with Danny. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what God does amongst us in this time. So how can you play your part in all of this? Well, first and most importantly is to pray. It's a bold vision. <laughs> so we need to pray for the empowering of the Holy Spirit as we step into this adventure. Do come to pray together on Zoom this Wednesday between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. We're going to be praying into the vision and we're going to be also praying against the effects of this COVID-19 virus and asking God to stop it in its tracks. So do come and pray this Wednesday. I would also ask you to pray about what you can financially give to the vision. As mentioned in June, we had planned a gift day in the autumn for one-off gifts. This is taking place next Sunday, the 11th of October. We had to slow down our plans during lockdown, but now we're pressing forward into all that God is calling us to. Your gift will be an investment from now into everything we are doing in this year of becoming a mission church, including the costs associated with preparing to plant. The week after, Sunday the 18th of October, we're having our Commitment Sunday. In addition to Gift Day, this is where we ask you to commit your regular giving to the church for 2021 so that we can plan the budgets for the year ahead. If you're a member of St Barnabas, you'll receive a pack in the post in the next day or two. It will include this flyer describing the vision for this year. It will also have an envelope for Gift Day and one for Commitment Sunday. If you don't receive a pack, do send us your details. And you can also find all that you need uh, to give to the vision uh, on our website under the links for Gift Day and Commitment Sunday. What else can you do to play your part? Well, join in. Be part of what's going on in Barnabas communities and connect in on Sundays in person and online. And together, let's pray to receive the Holy Spirit. We need God's strength. We need God's power to be working in us and through us. And it is the Holy Spirit who equips us and gives us the love of God. As I've walked around this area and prayed for people, I've been reminded and drawn to read Isaiah chapter 61. That chapter describes the complete turnaround that the work of the Holy Spirit does in the lives of people. Let's pray to receive that transformation for ourselves, asking God to light a fire of passion in us. And then as God's redeemed and restored people, partner with the Holy Spirit to bring the love of Jesus to the lives of people around us and to contend for that same turnaround. Let's be praying daily this prayer. O oh God, for Jesus Christ's sake, send me your Holy Spirit.